Hmm. Hmm. Come on, brother Shane. Get into this one right here. We got La La Head in the house. You know he is a hip hop yeah. aficionado. So <laughs> give us a, maybe, I don't want to put La La Head on the spot, but maybe maybe we need a, a rhyme or we need some freestyle. Um, uh, especially freestyling about this uh this uh just oh. to remember or forget <laughs> but it is a rainbow wrap up aloha and welcome to another edition where we talk about the goings and the doings and the um lack of bowl appearances of one rainbow warrior team that we were supposed to see on Christmas Eve. But now we are without um, that Christmas miracle. And, oh, that's the end of the theme song, by the way. Oh, shout out Koholo. Um, brother Koholo Ricard. Uh, he is, uh, I don't know if I can announce this, but I know that he is not going to be in the classroom. He is one of the hardworking teachers at the Kamehameha Maui campus, and they're about to play for the state championship as well in football. And he's going to be assistant athletic director, I believe will be his title. So um, he's also a te- very talented musician and obviously composer, and he put that together. So um, I like it. We're, we're running, we maybe we'll, we'll add, we'll, we'll add some spice, but he kindly says, uh, make a, make a run with it. So um, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, just welcome to another show. Welcome uh, uh, to our, our new fans of this show, our aficionados of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Because, I, you know, guys, we have a few. I don't know how many reach out to you, but I've been pretty um, inundated, like like the snow on the top of Mauna Kea. Um, <laughs> with all these requests, you know, to to talk UH football and um you know, our, our boy, Sean, I'm in, we got to bring him, uh, bring him in. I know you're waiting to hear from Sean, but this guy is like spotted at time supermarket in Mililani town center. I've heard, <laughs> and I frequent that, um, you know, supermarket as well. So I, um, have never once been spotted. So there at least, um, so Sean is definitely has Mililani street cred over me and, um, you know, it's fine because, Sean can be the king of Midlani. I'll be the prince for now. But, you know, Sean is also um, a guy who uh, had to deal with a pretty rough uh, go at the um, men's basketball game with me, which at least we got to watch together. Sean got to go to both games that we played in, but we got to watch one together. And we had some good moments and we were on TV and on the big screen. And then... um, then the score started changing. Uh, Kamaka Hepa went out and then he was like cramping or something. And then I was like, oh, oh, and then there goes the rest of the team. And, um, you know, we were losing. We lost um, Mate, uh, uh, who was probably, you know, the better, the best big man, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge loss. But, you know, it was nice to just sit there and watch. But we did just hear the news prior to that, that there would be no Hawaii Bowl. And that was really sad. Um, and that was before, I think. No, and I think we realized, too, that not only was there no Hawaii Bowl, but it was really us that had pulled out and us that would be forfeiting, not just not playing, but forfeiting the game. And then on right. Christmas Eve uh, morning, uh, Memphis, before they got on their plane, were presented with the Hawaii Bowl championship trophy. So Hawaii actually drops the Hawaii Bowl and loses. So it's just insult to injury. 
Um, but Shane, I know this was a, a rough one for you. I, what, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, I know what mine was. It was a word that we said on the show before, but it was really loud and it started with F and I was in the shower and it hit my Apple watch and I was like, uh, but I was like, I knew this was going to happen. But Shane, I want to hear your reaction. Uh, well, I was, I was working that day. So my day was finally winding down. And I was like, oh, yes. Now all I get to do is go home, relax, get ready for tomorrow's big game. And then my, my phone started, you know, that stupid notification. Like, oh, my wife called me on my work phone. Hey, oh, she didn't even tell me anything about, oh, the bowl games chat. So she's like, hey, so we're going to get our refunds. Over. I was like, what are you talking about? Refunds for what? The Hawaii Bowl, it's canceled. Like, what? Come on, I didn't get no. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you called me. Oh, we go get a refund. <laughs> like what? So I was like, oh my god! And then I looked at my my um, because I don't carry my personal phone. So I went into my work van. I got my personal phone. I saw the you know the K H O N the notification that the bowl games canceled. I was like, what the heck is going on, man? It's just like. We can't catch a break or something, man. It's just like, and like Sean was talking about earlier, how this this whole month of December for our UH program was just crazy. I've I've never, you know, like I told uh, Kyle Chinen, shout out to Kyle Chinen, Hawaii News Now for reaching out. But I told him about uh, my 40 years of being a fan, just these past couple months, I've never seen so much drama you know, encompass this team. I mean, I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs, but <laughs> we've had this year, we've had ups, we've had downs, we've had Twitter spaces, we've had <laughs> this, we've had that, we've had wins against ranked teams, we had losses against Vegas, and like, brah, it's like, it's crazy, man. And then we get transfer portals, like, oh, it's like, uh, it's like, like bipolar. <laughs> There's like yeah. nothing in the middle. It's everything is extremes, it's which crazy. makes it hard. It's crazy. It's, made it hard. Yeah. it's brutal. brutal. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking about how um, the book will go that I'm going to write. I'm, I mean, I, I really could. Uh, this was like, you're, you're, you're just like hitting the iceberg with all the drama that has surrounded this team. And <laughs> I think like that just goes to show how much they almost forgettable. I mean, I mean, you're not going to be able to forget it once it's just like so much happens so quickly, so rapidly. And then it was like transfer after another. And until this, this kind of crashed to the end, but this was just a, it was just hard because I, we, I, I, I know that we felt that a lot of us, and I'm, you know, speaking, maybe not for all of us, but hope that this bowl would somehow bring, I don't know, closure i mean none of us were expecting to win maybe because of just how hard how decimated the roster was going in even a healthy squad but um we wanted to be competitive we wanted to third we wanted to end on a positive note we didn't want to end on a twitter space right so um i don't know so what about you sean what was what was kind of your thoughts as you you know well, yeah, we had been texting that day and you yeah. kept saying, I'm not sure if this game's going to happen. And like, I was thinking, like, no, no way it's going to happen. But you know, like our, our Oahu's numbers have been, the uh, COVID numbers have been crazy. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, I got my wife offered up the basketball tickets and we decided to go. And right as I was about to leave, leave the door, you know, she said, Oh, Hawaii bowls canceled. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So, I mean, cause it's like to do that, like with so little time before the game, it's just, it's just like bad. And like, you know, we've heard the different things about, you know, like why, like size article about how, you know, we had like no offensive linemen. It's, it's just, it's just like a tough pill to swallow with uh, the way it went down. And yeah, I think we we're just looking for something to like positive. And like this whole December has been just, you should be just taking L after L, you know, with the Twitter space and what's going on with the coach and all the rumors and the transfers, you know, the bowl was going to be the opportunity to kind of, you know, get on, get on the right track for the new year. And it's just like, now it's like, and not only that, it's kind of like, did you guys see that tweet that the Hawaii bowl put out? It was like thanking Memphis and they threw a little bit of shade at UH. Yeah, you know? no, there's a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of sour beans for a lot of parties. I mean, first of all, ESPN is a rich, huge corporation, and they're still going to be angry, I'm sure, even though they had like their camera crew already here for the Diamond Classic and they probably flew in some additional people. But um, I know the Hawaii Bowl, the, the fact is the Hawaii Bowl is just like anything else. It's a it's it's a for profit, you know, right. ad hoc thing that. Um, I think Believe has a nonprofit arm to it, like a Hawaii Bowl Foundation. But, you know, the Hawaii Bowl is like um, an entity that exists on its own. And I'm sure it gets support by ESPN, but it has to find ways to, you know, exist like you know, for profit and to to make its profit, you know, to, you know, it, it's just like anything else. Right. But it's a one day only. It's like not having a, a store that opens one only one day and for four hours, you know. So the fact that this whole year, especially after last year. So yeah, there was no bowl game last year. Yeah, there was no bowl so, game last year. So that the, it was another risk for the sponsors and everything. And especially on Christmas, like you see how boring the Christmas Eve day was with sports. There was nothing. Yeah. I watched, which was good. I got to watch the Kuhuku uh, St. Louis game. Which oh, you watched the repeat. Really impressive. Yeah. yeah uh, for Kuhuku. But, um, you know, it was good to also see some great athletes on both sides that I think might fit in at Hawaii if we can go forward and see more local kids continue to come. But, um, and that's one thing I wanted to see was to see how the coaches were going to. Yeah. And, and yeah, but well, you know, that's all answers we'll get next year. And um, I, and hopefully in the spring and we'll have, hopefully we can get some kids that are gray shirting. I don't know if I have some kids that we can bring in right away, especially now that the quarterback, um, cases up i mean it's a perfect time to bring in a, a a guy that can play right away and a guy that and you know i coach graham since he has those 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 long roots that extend across the country <laughs> i mean and that's the time now especially with coaches you know they can negotiate too they have players that are entering the transfer portal like they you know this is the time for these guys to call up and see who's unhappy where they are and who can help them get a spot so I think a lot can still happen um, as culture wise. And that's the one thing that we want to talk about, because that's something that's the that's the core part of a lot of the drama 
Um, I don't want to use the word drama. A lot of the word, the, 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 the issues that we've had at UH, amongst the most um, <clears throat> serious issue that we faced was having our starting quarterback transfer and our starting quarterback who was from Hawaii, a local boy who had no, it really wasn't no danger of losing his job. Um, yeah. And the fact that he chose to leave is a huge message he doesn't need to say anything. He just did it. And there's nothing he needs to say literally. And he did it, you know, he, you know, thank people, but um, you know, and I, I, I was told that he, he, he didn't really make any, I, I knew I heard the, you know, the rumblings, you know, a, after the, the Vegas game for sure. So that's why I brought it up on the show. And I didn't think much had changed in terms of the relationship. Although I, I believe that, I do believe that Chevin and Bo probably did develop some kind of rapport, you know, as coaches and, you know, Hawaii boys are always going to be very respectful, you know, like I, like I said, even in college, I didn't get along with my coaches that well, but one of them I did, I got along really well with her. And um, it was nice to, um, you know, you don't have to, it's, it's a weird dynamic, but at the same time, we always are respectful, right? People, people from Hawaii always are. So I think they tried to make the best of the situation, but even making the best, you're pushed to a certain limit. And that's scary because Hawaii boys don't do things like that either. So that's a, even more of a red flag. Um, but, you know, Shane, I think when it comes to, that was also the fact, that was the thing that kicked off the Twitter space, right? This Twitter space wouldn't have happened had Chevin not left the team. And that's what... Mm -hmm you know, Daryl and, and, and RJ made known as well, right. That it wouldn't have happened if, if Chevin wasn't leaving. So, I mean, to you, Shane, it's like, do, what resolution can we expect to see? What, like, what, what can we, what will satisfy us going forward? Like that we can say that all is well, because there's some major red flags. What, I mean, what, 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 what is possible even to bring down those flags? Oh, Man, your guess is as good as mine, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, because we all hear what the Grams are saying, that they're trying to, you know, that they're trying to make changes. They have that, that leadership council and stuff, but mm -hmm. we really don't know, you know. Um, and we've talked about this long time before, like, like, you know how, Wayne, you made a point, like how how Todd Graham won't just pick up the phone. He call like a handful of season ticket holders and yep. just worry. Yep. Hey, yep. I, uh, I just want to get to know my fans. And, yeah. You know, and he, yeah, it's like he doesn't reach out no. to any fans. And, and I know there's been a little bit of rumbling with uh, a player's mom posting something on the Warrior Nation page and about how, you know, he doesn't build about how coach Graham doesn't build relationships and, and building relationships with your players is one thing, but you also have to build relationships with your fan base. You need to build relationships with your alumni. And that's another thing that I see a lot of former players complaining about is that the coaching staff doesn't reach out to alumni to, you know, help build this, program status or help build that culture or rebuild that culture or what you know you know what i'm saying so 
Yeah. There's so much more to just, there's just so, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, man. And uh, like, and then like how I said before, like winning solves everything, but it's past that point already. I don't yeah. think winning is going to solve everything. It's, yeah. it's, it's not. So something, something needs to be done. So you don't even think if coach Graham brings a winning season next year, I mean, that wouldn't change what it would, it would help. Yeah. It would yeah, help a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. That's why this bowl game was huge. Yeah, for sure. If for in the, in the fact that if we got this win with, with our backs against the wall, with all this drama surrounding our program, if we had come out this bowl game with a win, at least that would have gave us some sense of hope. Yeah. You know, it would have gave the fan base a little bit of like, yeah, you know, we could have thrown it back into the haters' faces, like, ah, see, we we still yeah. get a chance, we we still yeah. can do it. But now with the game canceled the way it was, it's just like, oh, here comes all the haters again, and blah 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 blah. blah. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. oh, it's tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough because. People are passionate too. People, I mean, people in Hawaii do want to see Hawaii do well, but it's easy to pick on them, pick on the program. And that's, that's why we're like, it's frustrating because it's like, it's getting easier. And this year was like so many things. And like, especially um, I think Shevin leaving, Shevin being from somewhere like St. Louis and a a school that we had a guy, well, we thought was coming in from, we don't know if he's coming yet, but I mean, that, that struck a blow to that and their core, because a lot of the St. Louis Brotherhood, you know, they pride themselves on going to Power Five schools and going to the NFL, and um, you know, it's and I think they pride themselves on going to UH because there's a long list of amazing Crusaders that have gone to UH. Obviously, we can name a bunch, um, but you know, at the same time, Shevin made that choice, I believe, to to come to Hawaii to represent and be a Crusader as well and bring that fan base into the Hawaii fan base more and more, but. We lose a lot of that when local kids leave too. all the schools, when local kids leave and we lose a lot of interest from their local high schools, but, and that's important. And that's why even winning with, I think a lot of, you know, say, say that, and we have no proof that this is what's going to, what's going to be like, but the talk is like being such a heavy mainland roster in the future, especially more and more Mm -hmm. as, as the Rolo recruits kind of are shaved off. Right. Um, that does that will dissociate people even more from the program and that is that that's why it's so important just to have those it's like the cfl right it's like obviously whatever whatever it is i mean it's hard for americans to make cfl rosters because of how strict they are about keeping canadians on the rosters Mm -hmm. that just makes sense it's their football like and they don't want to they don't want all these americans to come and flood in and start taking a lot of their jobs america is taking the canadian jobs um but i'm saying like it's important for them to keep that solid foundation, like whatever Edmonton and kids from Edmonton playing on that team or something just to have that local interest. So similarly here in Hawaii, it's like, we don't need to have a quota, but let's be honest. Like if we're not like a pretty heavy, not majority, but a solid, you know, a Hawaii's football team should probably look like our population, right. where it's like minority, mm-hmm. majority, not everyone's going to be from Hawaii, but, probably the more is going to be from Hawaii than anywhere else because it's our team. But once that 
starts shrinking, then the team starts moving away from our cultural core too, which used to be the Hakka, right? And have stuff that was like, wow, we are so, you know, in tune culturally, which is important, but we have players who not only understand the, like the gravity of doing something like a Hakka, but understand the history behind it. And it's like the, those kids also have representation because, you know, other kids are propping them up because they want to, they see that, but uh, you know, I'm just saying like, we shrink that population on the team. Yeah, you're right. The makeup of the team will change. The culture can change the other team, but local culture is not going to change. We're not going to turn into whatever our team is. The team is supposed to fit into local culture because that's why it's important. That's why the legislature appropriates funds because it's a part of our state, um, you know, arts and culture and service to the community. Right. I hope so. And that's the point that we're trying to make is like, this program needs to be still at the core of our communities, at the core of our local communities, at the center of our homes and our conversations. And usually around Christmas time, that's what we're talking about, right? Like the Hawaii Bowl, we're talking about like, oh, what happened in the game yesterday? And instead it was like, what the <laughs> WTF this season? Holy cow. Um, <clears throat> but Sean, you know, when you look at, um, you know, some of the major issues that we've, we've had, that we, we said like, parents and you know stuff online i mean we're even starting to see people talking about firing graham which is something that i you know like people have been talking about i feel like there's a louder minority yeah um uh, i just don't it's just hard i mean i just don't see it happening but um you know there there's still clearly people that are 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 not going to stop on that you know it's like and and their coaches have survived 10 years a long 10 years having loud my loud factions of their fan base you know calling for their heads basically their entire time and they still survived and did okay um you know but the the you know the fans are also starting to see the admin the administration and how they're they've been silent on so much that's been happening, right? Like with the Twitter, no response. And it's like, I think people are starting to understand now more that, you know, our, our football team is, has, is there, there are people actually behind the reins and there, and, and there are people making decisions and there are people that are making bonuses, making big salaries. Right. How are we going to be able to hold them accountable and what can we do? And, I, I don't know. I just feel like now the tide is starting to shift where the fans are starting to become more aware. Maybe it is, but what is your perception yeah. been at least? Or what is well, your I, yeah, I definitely think that you see, you see it like on Facebook and Twitter. It's like this fan base is really divided and upset about the way things are going down right now. And um, it started with the Twitter space. And I think the way that Graham and, UH kind of handled this and like not acknowledging it, you know, ESPN Honolulu played a part in that, you know, they just tried to ignore it. So the story grew and, uh, you know, then it went national. And so like you fast forward a couple of weeks and then he says, you know, Graham says he's going to make a leadership council and he's going to have representatives from each class, you know, and it's like, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but this is, this is heading into your year three of taking over this program and and not only that it's like it happens after your starting quarterback your starting running back one of your top wide receivers your starting yep. 
cornerback, all leave. And it's not because of playing time. Mm-hmm. They, they're just leaving the program. And in a lot of cases, like, I feel like it was like a lateral move. If that, it's if, not like if were, that, <laughs> if that, like Liberty, Liberty is not <clears throat> as good as UH in my eyes. Well, Liberty at is least. on the rise for sure. I, I, I'll give, I'll give Liberty props. I, I mean, they're paying their coach. Well, they have money and they're in the South and they have a different program and they're, you know, crazy conservatives and, and not that you have to be a, crazy but anyways they're 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 up there but i give them but they're they're definitely going for it but i'm saying like you're right in that in that people are don't even know where they're going too. like these guys are just like peace they're jumping like, ship yeah, yeah they're just they're jumping like well i'm without, gonna yeah jump off of this pirate ship and and see walk without a plank on my own and yeah and, just hope yeah. that somebody catches me or finds me and you know so far they've been doing okay i'm sure marner will get picked up as well um but that yeah. was a huge loss um you know and we're, and when you're looking at those things as well and how those compounded it just seemed like this 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 um you know it, it seems like because we didn't really bring up this early signing period and what what it what was affected by and we knew bianco would probably be affected by it and he was but there were still some signings as well and there were kids still that knew about it all the kids knew about it and yeah. they were still positive you know there were probably a lot of recruits that were listening to our podcast too as well and our last one just to see what where our take was and like we said we're always pro the program so we're always trying to uplift the program and and, and as best as we can but well the, the best of the program is to be transparent and that's why i think people now yeah. want expect the transparency they want transparency and if we are the ones giving the transparency then we'll, we'll assist that we'll we'll have no we'll bring that along um but if we want to be transparent one thing too that still bugs me and i want to bring this up is the fact that we had tweeted out at Hawaii sports fans at HI sports fans. Please follow on Twitter um, about, you know, Calvin Turner jr. Needing <laughs> only a few more yards. Three. And so when we first tweeted it out, uh, let me roll it back. This is what October. Um, and it was like, okay, this, he only needs this much. And he needed 91, I believe at the time yards of returning. Okay. So, and this was to attain a thousand career yards in four categories, which would be crazy, right? Because it's, it's crazy, but he's done it in passing, receiving, rushing, and we're hoping in returning, special teams returning, kick or punt, which would have been crazy. Um, but anyways, the, when we tweeted it out, it was tweet, retweeted by Overtime, which is a major national outlet, and they got like over a million impressions on that tweet. And there were so many views on that on that video, like so many, three quarters of a million views. And there was no acknowledgement of that by the team, by the program, no retweet, no like even. And that was just crazy because that was a lot of um, press, basically. That was a lot of exposure that the program was getting, especially for Calvin. They made a whole video too. Overtime even created a video. Not, not that I, I didn't share a video. I shared my own um I made my own graphic, uh, yeah. very quickly yeah. constructed graphic, but yeah. over time created actual video, like put time into making content to push to further, you know, push this along and propagate this, this thing, this, this crazy stat. And I don't know if maybe the UH thought it wasn't important enough or nobody thought it was cool enough, but they apparently never made it to the coaches even because I was told by mm-hmm. Calvin and uh, Cal- because now we know Calvin ended with three yards short, three yards short 
And he had multiple games to just go back there and return a punt or a kick and go three yards and fall over if he needed to. Yeah. Um, the coach couldn't give, give him that. And Calvin was told, this is what his girlfriend told me directly, that coach didn't even know until a few days ago. I'm talking, she told me this a few days ago. So literally a week ago, he found out. Is that believable? And I, and I feel like it is because. Coaching on Twitter. I mean, well, yeah. no, that's my Twitter. It's his, his sports info. Yeah, I know. Well, he has to come and look at my stuff so I can tell him what to do. And actually, I did tell his what we did tell Auntie Penny. I did tell her directly several times, and she did tell me directly that he she was going to tell him, her husband, the coach, that Calvin only needs three more yards, even though Cal coach says apparently to Calvin that he only found out. I mean, Calvin only to get in. So that's why we're hoping at the Hawaii Bowl. Okay, finally, Calvin. Now the coach finally knows. And he'll get him in, and now we'll, we won't even get that. So, this is why so things are urgent. Three yards short, and yeah, three yards short. Still didn't make sense because going into that Colorado State game, he needed like sixteen. Then yeah. he was in that he. And then he, he only did the first, the first return. Yeah, he did the first thirteen one. yards. Thirteen, yeah. and then they put in Purdue for the rest of the game. Yeah. So I was like. What? I know I he could have broke it at home that. while we were there. While oh, I had yeah. the, uh, so like so. it made no sense. It while I was carrying no the big head, the fat head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <sighs> that's why I'm saying those are the kind of things that you know our program. Uh, like, okay, as a fan, not everybody can expect to win a championship, right? Only one team can win a championship. You <laughs> so you have to have other things that, and you know, as Hawaii fans, and I think we talked about this. Shane, a little bit too. It's like, or and Sean too. We've had moments in our that we can point to that were so much more memorable because of all of the hardships and because of. So, <laughs> as fans, we found validation. We found validating moments, but also as a program, you have to find moments in the season that make it worth it. Like I'm an Angels fan as well, and the Angels are just no. I have no clue how they have the two best players in the world and mm. can't you know make it to the playoffs. But mm. it's like okay, well at least we have Otani. At least they can prop them up over and over again, or Mike Trout over and over. It's like. Something to keep fans like Otani being MVP. It's like, wow, it's amazing. Let's make let's make it everything, you know. And that's the kind of thing you have some exceptional players on your team, like overtly make them something even bigger. Like that should have been blown up even more. Like our you know, Calvin Turner journey is only three yards short from when we knew. Instead, it barely got any mention. And I think finally by the Colorado State, it got the last bullet point. And then I looked mm -hmm. at the notes for the Hawaii Bowl. It got in there, and then it said that. He could be the first person to do in it 20 in, years, in 20 years. I was like, how did you get that? Like, that's not even, that's just like <laughs> poor sports information. Like, so I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm not surprised, but I'm, it's, it's getting tiring and it's getting exhausting to have to like see so much just straight up, like just negligence of what it, what it is to run a fully competent division one program and also do it in Hawaii, which goes hand in hand. Like those things need to be together. They, they are, you know, not exclusive, you know, they are inclusive of each other. Like you have to have local people at the, at the forefront in some way. Um, there was an observation. I'm just going to bring, be straight up with this since we don't, we don't go, um, we don't go easy here, but we did have a CFB campus tour at my, uh, Mike Barker. So he is our friend, Mike, who has been to every FBS campus, FBS being, you know, the football bowl subdivision, division one campus. And he has gone to tons of FCS campuses. And because, you know, FCS had spring football, he was able to knock off a bunch of 
places there. But he told me he went to like 85 games this year, college games, like something crazy. So it's crazy. Um, I don't know if he I probably been to as many games as him, period. But he, he goes to just college. Games. I mean, he he's crazy that he just it's amazing what he what he's doing. But um, it's really cool. Anyways, he, he just knocks over a bunch in the weekends. And it's a really cool thing. Uh, he thinks what I do is cool, but I also think what he does is super cool. So it's it's and that's a fine. It's fine. It's fun seeing people like this who are over enthusiasts. And I think in Hawaii, we're lucky. We're lucky to have people like like me that are meeting other people like Mike that are meeting people like Fuchsia and Kili and you guys and other people like these are the what these are what's bringing together fan bases. You know what I mean? Like in a way that is connecting people in a way that keeps the culture alive, like for LAFC, like I'm. I'm a part of the supporter group and I'm a huge LAFC fan. Obviously I travel with the team, go to Mexico, go across the country. And I'm not even at the top here. I can get access to the very top, obviously if I need it, uh, my friends, but I have so much support there. That's like, we're keeping it alive. And all these people, as, every time we go to a different place, we're meeting people and we're meeting other fans and we're building bridges that way. And that's, what's helping MLS more than a, a lot of the MLS's only uh, initiatives they pay for. You know, that's why the MLS, but the MLS teams at least know we need to find a way to work our fan base in and jet and like they're giving us a free exposure. Like that's kind of an obvious thing to any program in the world that has fans. Your fans are literally giving you free exposure constantly. People tweeting about it, people doing anything. It's like, this is free for you. You should be lucky. You should be thankful. Uh, like this podcast is bringing a lot of more people. And this is just a, this is a straight up because this content that's helping to flow uh, traffic people's attention everything you know algorithms to hawaii football which is mm-hmm. what is going to grow the program what's going to grow the product so um you know i, that, I don't want to just make any major leave um you know side this is not to to um you know this we're not disparaging the, the program obviously in any way but we've we're just seeing so many just a pattern of things over and over and over again that it's been frustrating and um you know anyways back to the story about with mike um this one was very interesting because mike mike got to be there at the basketball game so he came for the hawaii bowl mm-hmm. and he didn't go to the basketball game or he didn't get to go to the hawaii bowl but we still had fun with him at the basketball game and i got to go out with him and have some delicious shoju um mm-hmm. and uh fuchsia came as well and um you know she has you know been hangs you know we'll see mike when they're in san francisco or something so it's amazing like the kind of network that has been built but mike has just you know when he goes to certain campuses he gets to do like he gets like honored at halftime like that's the kind Mm. of things that some campuses will do for him um but something he did notice and he knows what's because he goes to so many schools he has interests so it's crazy like how he knows what's going on at so many schools it's it's crazy because that's what he loves right so um he's like oh yeah wyoming like the issue they're having with craig bowles their mm-hmm. coach is a lot of it with their they have a bunch of transfers too so we were talking about that and he what he was saying was like the ad there he believes like that culture like a white dude hiring another white dude and this is a white dude telling us this his mm-hmm. observation not ours the reason that he's hiring other white dudes is a way to control them in his opinion and this was from mike this is him directly telling us to us to me and sean and he says he sees the same pattern in our program. You know, like straight up said that. And, you know, this is a white dude who travels all over the place and sees other, you know, programs that are white dominated, at least in the athletics realm, for sure. Administratively, definitely not in the athletic, not, definitely not the athletes in the field, 
but for sure the donors, for sure the everything else in the in, and the athletic directors, definitely by far white male. But we've seen that in the hires here, we've seen that in the baseball hire, and they immediately brought in a local assistant. And yeah. it's weird that trope is so weird, right? It's like Bruce Lee when he was the kind, right? What was he the? Oh, the, the, le- the, the legend continues, yeah. Yeah, well, when, Bruce Lee, when Bruce Lee was the kind, wasn't he? Um, or who was the Robin? David Carradine. Um, but um, you know, it's like you. It's like that trope is like we need the the Asian, the Pacific Islander on the side to like be a part of it and be a part of like, you know, like the um, perception that to give know, it legitimacy, but to not give him the the spotlight. But the crazy thing put- is, look at what happened on the. Sorry to cut you off, Sean. But yeah, it's because we were both at the basketball game. What was mm-hmm. striking to me, obviously, is our staff too, not having it. And we had Jesse Nakanishi, who I have no clue why he is not on the an assistant still. It just doesn't make sense to me. And it's not an affront to Mike Thomas, who we just saw playing for the team recently. I got to see him play. We all saw him play from the tournament. But like that was Jesse, I think, was amazing having a local guy on the staff, especially on men's basketball, where it was maybe not something before in the past, but now that we have basketball minds, great basketball minds that have gone out even and coached at other schools, played at other schools and have brought that back. Um, But everybody that's brought in has been a certain type. So this is just an observation that was made by uh, someone outside looking in. But now that we're looking at it going forward, doesn't seem that it, it seems like we are intent on going down a certain path and you know mediocrity is basically okay i mean we're lucky to have a solid you know like obviously a great men's volleyball team a very solid women's volleyball team still underrated it's so amazing they went to the second round um mm-hmm. and they keep doing it and like how many teams would love to have their team go to the second round like we take them so for granted like we just love the wahini and we're so lucky to have them. that's why we take them for granted that program how how amazing standard that they stay at um for our, as much as the program changes and they're going to be at the core right like my grandma and into her dementia will never forget dave shoji's name right it's like oh shoji shoji it's like these but, are the people that stay with them but like wayne um that that same thing was holds true with Shoji. Shoji was brought in as like a temporary guy. You know, they mm-hmm. just wanted to bring him in for like a week or two until they got somebody else true. from, and he just kind of, he, he broke it. Cause he, he, he was so good, mm. and, but it, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be him. Yeah. It was just, he overcame that and he built this program. He built the fan base. He built that appreciation for good volleyball which is why we have what we have today. Let's face and it. We, we have a whole, no- oh, sorry, sorry, Sean. Keep yeah, going. go Keep ahead, going. go ahead. No, I mean, we have a number of guys, just to piggyback on what you're saying, that can do that in men's volleyball, in men's, men's volleyball, in men's volleyball, obviously as well, but in football. We have a number of guys that are native born, native people um, that are from Hawaii, that have born and raised in Hawaii, that could do that right now if given the shot and it would do well. I mean, how many, we can name a bunch right off the name, right. right off the top. Right. And if given the shot could do that, but what, why are we not doing that? Like we, it's so worth the worst. First of all, there's so even financially, we could make it very worth the risk 
risk, but that's because we don't prioritize this athletic department doesn't prioritize a local having a coach that understands local culture or will embrace local culture. And Mike Barker to piggy to also what he to dovetail off, off to what he said about um, our, our athletic department and our athletic director and his observation about his hires um, is that Todd Graham was not going to be a fit immediately. He didn't feel when he saw he it. knew that. Yeah, he knew that when he saw it, like Todd Graham. No, he's like, no, it's not. And you know, are, is it okay? God, it's so hard, right? Because people are going to be like, how can you say he's not a fit? But <laughs> so, six and eight so, this yeah. year. I yeah. mean, so I, I mean, I, it, it's going to be a uh, after next year, I think. And then just to look for, just looking to the next things that are going to happen. Obviously, we're going to have another signing period in February. And we're going to have to see how that one goes um, see if Bianco signs. I mean, uh, he's very proud of his Nevada offer that he got. Uh, he did lose the state championship this past week. I think he hoped that maybe he'd win it or be whatever MVP or whatever. And, um, you know, increase his stock in some way. Um, but isn't Bo the lead recruiter for him? <laughs> Yeah, probably. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if it's a culture fit, then AJ, he wouldn't come, period. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, or is he just trying to up his stock to see if another school would take him because he wants that to be a reason that he doesn't come? Or, like, because I, if he comes and he's like, oh my gosh, I don't know, but it's like, I already have, I really have no other right place to go. Because I, I, do you see him choosing Nevada? If he chooses Nevada over UH, I think that will say something very loud and clear as well. You know what I mean? Who did Nevada hire? They never hire nobody, you know? Okay. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's... Well, I, I, I feel like that's why this Hawaii Bowl was so important. I wanted to see where the boys going to stand up and fight. And, you know, did Graham have this team pointed in the right direction? And it's like with them canceling the game, it's like now we'll never know. And And not only that, it's like, with everybody that's leaving, it's like, how is this position for next year? Yeah. Like how, like, what do we have coming back? You know, we got Muasal, you know, mm -hmm. and, and heaven, heaven forbid if, if he enters the transfer portal, oh. if he leaves, that's when, you know, you know, the house is on fire Yeah, and you need to pull, pull the fire alarm. So I, it's just interesting. I mean, I think it's too late for that, Sean. We pulled the fire. That's what I'm saying. We pulled the fire alarm already. Like, Shevin. Like, Musa yeah. is definitely important, but, like, and I, I'm i not going to downplay him at all. Obviously, he's one of our best players, no doubt, but Shevin's the quarterback. Yeah. Right. And he's from Hawaii, and he's the quarterback. So, but it's, it's interesting. In, in the, the past couple of weeks, I've met a lot of people that weren't, like, sold on Shevin or thought he was just, like, a mediocre quarterback. So and that, but that doesn't change the point that he's from. That's what I'm saying. Like that, it doesn't matter that at all, though, Sean. That the point is he's yeah. from. Like that's not what caused people to be like, oh, well, it's fine. And that first, first of all, they should be lucky that they could just casually, um, you know, just downplay somebody who has been in the program for a while and has to deal with Four multiple years. coaching changes and dealt Four with years. multiple mm -hmm. offensive corner changes. Having to deal with different systems, a system we don't even know what it is now. Still two years in, we still can't really understand. There's no real identity, I think, even for our, our whatever we are. Run and um, gun, so, bro. So, you know, and so I <laughs> I do. I don't I, – I still think that Shevin 
Um, has a lot of talent and definitely has nothing to be ashamed of his time at, at UH. But um, the fact is, if we are not like, you know, like Shane said, I mean, the culture, if it's if it's even winning now can't change, is not going to change much, then we need to, um, what is going to change the culture then, you know, so. Can I, I think ask you guys a question? Like the way I feel, like I feel like they don't even need to expand UH past 9,000. I feel like you got to prove that you can stuff 9,000 people in there before you can expand it to 15 or 17,000. I mean, like, what do you, what do you guys think? I mean, if they did that, it's going to kill the program for sure. In my opinion, like people aren't going to come and you're right. I mean, we, we're, we have to do something. We're trying to, we're going to try They're going to try and induce demand, right. By growing the stadium, right. It's going to be like, Oh, inductive, hopefully like, Oh my gosh, people are going to start coming out when they but see there's, the bigger. there's no reason to grow it because you can't even fill nine K. I mean, they'll, they'll say, well, we can add more cheaper seats. Like they'll be able to put cheap, oh. cheap seats in, you know? So, right. you know, like they, the numbers and, and add more students. Right. But they need to, <laughs> they need to get 50,000. No, but that's the, how they, they need the 50,000 yeah. attendance. Right. Yeah. And, and they pad the numbers anyway. Anyways, their attendance numbers are way off at UH. They've been doing this for years. Anyways, they pad. Yeah, they, the they count numbers. the band and the concession they're, people. Yeah, they're and, worse yeah. than the kids and their heights. They really pad all. <laughs> you know, they really are worse. Um, I know. In college, I should have been like, I'm six five. By the with the thing that the way that these kids hide them, especially the football team, and the basketball team too. But um, you know, I, I, at the same time, it is not. Um, you know, it's not incumbent upon the you know like our, our fans to constantly have to deal with a lot of the everything that we've been dealing with and trying to stick around year after year after year after year so if we're growing this program we have they have to do a reach out for sure to fill those seats i mean they're going to just hope that the students will come for sure to get the fifteen thousand. i think but like we said when fans are taking a grant grant tangent for granted which we have been for so long now i mean like mm-hmm. my grandfather just sitting there watching his pay-per-view that's so just ridiculously charged i'm just like bless your heart grandpa we thankful to you and all the other kupunas sitting on their chairs that are paying for this ridiculously expensive game that we're like losing you know it's like <laughs> i mean it just is crazy you know that we we expect this of these people too it i you know it's like it's not something that's expected in the mainland of their old like blue collar people on fixed incomes you know what i mean it's like eh, that's that's the thing it's like once you know these these people move on and this generation moves on i don't think even the next generation of if we don't have as many people that are going to go into their old age as as um as um i don't know how to say this but just as as committed to uh as this generation like these guys people in their 80s like the ones i brought on my tour You've, you've seen some of them at our tours at hisportsfans.com. Go check it out. Um, but I bring on Ray and Shirley, and they are in their late 80s. And, you know, they're a part of that Honolulu Stadium crowd. I mean, how many of those are left? Oh, Shane, you, you are you left from the Honolulu Stadium crowd? Do you consider yourself on the stadium crowd, Shane? Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, never I'm have old, time, Shane. That old. You never have time for make them to the Honolulu Stadium. Just... <laughs> Sneaking as one cakey, as one little baby. <laughs> um, no, but I'm saying like that's crazy. Like we, they're counting on those people still, and they were putting guns to their heads to donate more to get tickets. This yeah, like it's just like insane. It's just like insane. So 
like we have been putting up with a lot and we are like the guys who are the visible like super fans and to some people that's presumptuous i mean it is what it is but at the same time there are absolutely super fans and our kupuna i, I would i revere all of our kupuna and all of our fans and those are the super duper fans like they put up with that you know i watching my grandpa i mean he's like wow why you both canceled and i think he forgot like he was like i don't get it and then he's like watching and like grandpa this is like nana Cooley versus pro city already it's like they don't have nothing like the content has run out like there and he's like oh how are you coming out i was like it's late you know you should go like are you waiting for santa or waiting for the hawaii bowl i was waiting for the hawaii bowl and i'm just like oh. after that whole year it's like and my grandpa's not as you know like talkative as he's verbose he still talks but he's you know he's not as engaging with me in terms of like you know what we're doing right now so for him he's like process it on his own and then kind of you know goes to bed and it's like hey i gotta pay for you know next season again another 80 dollars a game and it's just like this is insane but we expected of the, our old people too you know to do these things so you know my grandfather is you know just as much of a fan as i am and he's the one that inspired me obviously to do all this and to be this way and to have these these thoughts and ideas um but you know i i know that for shane i know you and sean and you guys have that as well your family has been hugely important um but how do we you know keep that tradition going i mean do we see that shane i mean do you see that i know you you have a lot of friends i know you address the fans as well um you know just understanding the hardship that everyone's going through but uh, i mean do you, where do you think like because the fan base now is at a place too where it's, it, we, obviously it's getting aging every year but it's critical now um and we're seeing it um but i mean what's going to keep people at least interested in, in the meantime? Oh man. That's why every, like uh, a, a lot of my friends, of course, like, like, like you said, everyone wants the program to do well, yeah. but for us, we have so much invested in this program. We're like, like you say, we're super fans. So mm-hmm. anytime something goes bad with the program, everybody like, is Shane, you okay or what? You, you, you going to be okay? Well, they call it, I'm okay. But it's because they know how how passionate and how, you know, how emotional I get with anything regarding this program. So to to bring fans, but like, like I was doing my Hawaii Bowl flashbacks and stuff. And yeah, that's cool. Like, oh man, you know, those were the good old days where the, the stadium was rocking and fans and to be honest, I don't, I don't know what will, what will bring the program back to that again. Cause like, like we talked about earlier in this podcast, it's obvious winning's not going to do it because Rolovich was winning. Like we had that huge game against the Aztecs to play for a mountain West championship, biggest game in decades in a decade and still we couldn't hit what was it like twenty thousand or it was seventeen thousand they had was he here? like we're yeah. like what the but hell? didn't it didn't it rain that day yeah i think it, it rained. did rain no it did yeah, rain rained. but still you know back in the day that that didn't affect the the attendance it would have uh, so i don't i don't know man i, I really don't but know that's how Hawaii is. Like in 92, when we won our first WAC championship, I was at the stadium with the title on the line and we beat Wyoming and there mm-hmm. was 13,000 people there. <laughs> Wait, when? 
1992. There were were 13,000 people? It was was pouring rain and we played Wyoming and we beat them. Because it was pouring? That's why people were there. Yeah. 13,000 people there. So. They probably reported it as a lot more, though, because of the <laughs> tickets issued. Tickets issued is not turnstile. Right. But at the same time, like our, our program is is incredible. We're, we understand that. We know that um, a lot of you, though, are still extremely passionate and still trying to do your part, too, and keeping it alive on Twitter, keeping it alive on Facebook. Stay passionate, I think. Keep it going. Um, as for the Warrior Facebook page, I'm that, this is not at all a... Yikes. This is not at all a... You know, like it shout out to tom kitaguchi i mean that page was made for him so people donate to his warrior nation happy birthday yeah just, uh, happy birthday to tom yeah. as well but tom yeah. tom puts his money and the money from the warrior nation fund directly to projects that that benefit the warrior football team and um you know uh there are a lot of cast of characters on that page and not just everyday fans which you know are a part of warrior nation and should you would think are the should are, are the the warrior nation that i'm going there to see opinions from because but you're also going to see parents and coaches and or maybe not coaches but coaches family members and you're going to get um you know people who are offended like they get things personal as well so it, it i think that's a part of it though i i think that's i think it honestly like i'm not a I, this is not bad transparency to me is not a bad thing like i think at this point too especially as people are realizing that hey we have our issues we have our drama we have our family um things that happen within the program too but we also have real issues too that 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 are that i don't want the to be deflected away from i don't want people to think like oh like everything's fine with the administration and the way the president and the way the legislature and the way like no those things need to be kept accountable those things need to be transparent so let's keep that theme going forward and Hopefully that'll be something that we can um, see as the coaches, you know, move on from this and mm-hmm. try and fill up that next level of prospects. Um, Shane, what are you? What are your? What are your final? What are your final positives for the program that you have? Oh, final positives that you say for this well, that you're like things you're looking forward to specifically to this to the program that well, you think is going to be positive. Let's just put this past season behind us. 2022 is another year. Mm-hmm. There's always next year. I hate when people tell me that when the season's over. <laughs> oh, there's always next year. Like, shut up. I don't know <laughs> that beer. Right. But there, <laughs> we got to look forward to next year. I'm still stoked that we got those. How much sign? How much people signed early? Nine? Nine. Yeah, Nine. plenty. Yeah. yeah, so a couple couple local boys, so that's something mm-hmm. to look forward to. Um, but, you know, us diehard fans, we always try to find the hope, the positives in this program. Um, and I don't know if I was just in the Christmas mood with my positivity going on yesterday, but even <laughs> my wife commended me. Because she hears me complain about there so much things about uh-huh. this Hawaii football team, but ah, I was just driving home yesterday, and I said, you know what? Out of I just told her, you know what? Todd Graham's our coach. There's nothing I can do or say that's gonna make him quit or get another coach or get Cordero back or get this uh-huh. player back. 
all I can do is keep supporting this team and hope and cheer and pray that we do well. That's all I can do. So there's nothing else I can do. I can be as negative. I can complain. I can say this. I can say that. But that's not gonna, not gonna change the fact that, oh, that's not gonna change the drama. That's not gonna change anything. So you know, being a fan for decades, it's I just gotta. I, I've been through. I've been through a lot. I haven't been through a season like this. That's for sure. But yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. We just gotta. We just gotta. We got to look forward to 2022, man. Let, let's go. Let's go, Bulls. How about you, Sean? So, yeah, looking back on the season, like the Fresno win was huge. The tribute to Robert K. Kala by UNLV, that was that was class. Oh, yeah. The that Cole Brennan cool. night, like, that just brought up a lot of stuff. And, and the Wyoming victory, like, because that was like, that's what the team should have been like the whole year. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you know, and then all the, the bad stuff too, and we don't have to rehash it, but th- those were some good things that happened this year. So yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for next year. So yeah, let's try to, let's try to be positive. There wasn't the bowl game, but there's always next year. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, I won't take it out of context, but there's always next year for a lot of teams, right. For everyone's team at, you know, when we when we think about um, going forward and with this Hawaii football team and with Hawaii football in general and Hawaii athletics, um, we want to make Rainbow Wrap Up a part of that as well. So continue to see us at games at Stan Sheriff. Um, you'll recognize Sean because he's the most recognized. Everybody, you know, <laughs> says, hi, Sean, and nobody recognizes me for some reason. So it's fine. No, um, actually, I, I disagree. It's actually La La Head. It's actually not right, that for sure. Um, but it's fun to see so many people that have come on tours with me over the years. And I love catching up with them at games. And uh, if you want to join them, check us out. HISportsfans.com at HISportsfans or Hawaii Sportsfans, um, HI um, for Hawaii at HISportsfans on Twitter, on Instagram and at Hawaii Sportsfans on YouTube and on Facebook. And um, those are places that you can connect with other fans as well and also look forward to nfl season as well i'm uh, at hawaii sports fans as passionate is about being a sports fan so it's all the sports especially nfl and uh, no one does it like the nfl playoffs like hawaii sports fans we started off two years in a row at the hawks nest going to the nfc championship and that's not going to happen this year unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, but at the same oh, time we've <laughs> At the same time, um, those are amazing memories when I wasn't even a Seahawks fan and I got to see some of the greatest games in Seahawks history. And I know that going forward, I, I, I've seen some of the best games in Chiefs and, 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 and Patriots and a lot of other team histories as well. So if you want to be a part of that, go check us out, HI Sports fans. We have the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. We already have, um, you know, I've been there several, several times over and I've, uh, you know, got so many friends ready to welcome you to Kansas City and and to Arrowhead Stadium, a place that you know I've has adopted me and um, as a fan for over 30 years, but as one now to kind of gotten to know a lot about Kansas City and and learn more and more each time. It's it's been amazing to develop friendships with people that um, you never would have met, right? Um, and that's what that's what is at the very center of being a sports fan is those relationships with other people and and growing those. And we do so you know so much in Warrior Nation. 
and amongst our, you know, our other NFL affinity groups. But um, let's just all continue to be passionate, but be positive and grow yeah. together. Um, but mahalo for joining us and continue to, to subscribe and tell all your friends as well. Okay, go yeah. Bows. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Go Bows. Go Bows.